Ian Freeman of Team New Hampshire uh, joins us. Ian is the host of the nationally syndicated talk show Free Talk Live. He is the program director of LRN.FM, the Liberty Radio Network, and is a libertarian activist who migrated to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Ian has been uh, <laughs> arrested several times for peaceful civil disobedience. Love that guy. And he, ex- he executive produced the documentary Derek Jay's Victimless Crime Free. He's a peace minister in the Shire Free Church, and he's also a sound money advocate. And he was on the board of directors of uh, United Precious Metals Association, uh, commonly known as UPMA, um, which is where I met him because I'm also on, on that board. Ian also co-founded Bitcoin Embassy New Hampshire. Ian, welcome to uh, our, uh, the Path to Say Sovereignty today. How are you? Hey, Lowell. I'm good. Thanks for having me again. Excellent. Well, it's our pleasure to have you, that's for sure. Um, to start out, Ian, I'm just wondering if you could help our audience uh, uh, just understand your background just a little bit. Uh, tell us how you became an activist um, uh, for liberty. Well, that's a good question. That goes all the way back to um, being a teenager in Florida where I grew up. And uh, I discovered at uh, some point that the government had lied to me about marijuana, which uh, was, you know, the part of this big war on drugs. And it was made out to be this very scary thing and that it was, you know, as dangerous as heroin. And some of my friends finally convinced me to try it when I was probably 16 years old. And, you know, then all the, uh, the lies about that came came crashing down. Um, you know, it turns out it's it's a plant, and it's actually very helpful for many medicinal purposes. And it definitely does not, you know, kill people like the the police were telling me it did. So it made me wonder what other things that the government had lied to me about. And as it turns out, it's almost everything. Uh, you know, from their from their wars to COVID to you know, you name it. Uh, they they just constantly lie to us. And they also steal from us as well as I as I learned. And you know, taxes, of course, are theft. And they, and they never stop. And it, it doesn't matter who we elect. Uh, it doesn't matter if you elect Republicans or Democrats. The federal government is going to continue to lie. It's going to continue to steal. It's going to continue to print money endlessly. And, of course, that that is just another form of theft, another form of uh, taxation. That is to say inflation is a, is a hidden tax. And uh, and so, you know, I joined the Libertarian Party when I was about 18, and I discovered them you know, through the, the presidential candidate, uh, Harry Brown, who was their candidate at the time, very, very principled man who wrote a wonderful book called Government, uh, sorry, it was called Why Government Doesn't Work, and for me, that was a real eye-opener. So when I was a teenager, I, I joined the Libertarian Party and became a, an activist for Liberty, and then ultimately found the Free State Project, which is a migration of libertarian activists to New Hampshire, so we could concentrate our activism in one geographic area. And I thought, well, that's a no-brainer, and uh, decided to make my move from Florida, where I was born and raised and stayed 26 years, and move here to New Hampshire. And I came here in 2006, and uh, and that was definitely the right move to make. Well, now, how many people um, are there, do you suppose? Do you have a rough idea of how many free staters are in the state of New Hampshire now? Oh, that is an excellent question, and it's a tough one to answer because while the Free State Project does 
have a number. They they had um, t- their their goal was to reach twenty thousand signers, and they did reach that. It took a while, but they got to uh, twenty thousand in two thousand sixteen. And then there was a five-year time window where the 20,000 had to make the move, and most of them didn't move, uh, but uh, but some of them did. And so they know of at least a few thousand folks that did make that move, and we know there's probably a lot more uh, you know, people that never signed up for the Free State Project because a lot of uh, libertarians aren't really joiner types. They don't want to put their name on a list. And so I know personally quite a few people who've moved here, including a couple of my co-hosts on my radio show, Free Talk Live. Uh, a couple of my co-hosts did not join the Free State Project. They just they just moved here. So it's really hard to get a, a, a handle on it. We also know that some people in New Hampshire have joined kind of, sort of after the fact uh, as members of the Free State Project. But I think it's pretty safe to say that Free Stater's number in the – low several thousands probably not quite five thousand but hard to really say um and one thing's for sure they've made a huge impact uh because the free staters here have become uh have gotten elected and i don't know i'm sure it's it's the case in utah as it is anywhere else in the country libertarians just don't win elections they don't they don't get more than two or three percent so what happened here was they ran as mostly as republicans although a handful have run as as democrats and so the idea is, well, you know, let's just infiltrate the major parties since they don't like letting libertarians on the ballot. You know, it's always very difficult for libertarians to get on the ballot in most states. So uh, they've successfully done a good job of just kind of not quite taking over the Republican Party, but becoming quite influential within it. Um, and as as I speak to you today, there are at least 40, I believe, state reps out of 400. We have quite a large uh, legislature but 40 of them are actual Free State Project uh, participants. There are dozens more who are kind of friendlies and allies of uh, Free Staters. So there's, they've got enough voting power in the state legislature to break any tie, which means that they, they've got some sway. And people want to make sure they've got them on their side to uh, get some legislation through, which hopefully will be pro-liberty and not anti-liberty. So it's been a tremendous success, and now we're seeing a lot of the people on the Democrat side attack, full-on attack. They used to ignore us, and then they laughed at us, and now they are fighting us. Uh, And I don't know if you know that phrase, but there's another stage that comes after fighting, uh, and that is that, uh, that you win. But they're heavily in the attack phase. They're writing letters to the editor. They're buying hit piece flyers that they're mailing to households about uh, free state or candidates for state rep and, and state senate and things like that. And oh boy, I've, I've never seen it like this. They're, they're spending I don't know how much money to just do everything they can to attack the free staters this time. And, and libertarians everywhere else just get ignored no one cares what libertarians do because they have no impact but here uh we're constantly being written about and talked about and uh and physically you know not physically attacked thankfully in most cases but uh but attacked you know in various different uh, written forms that is so awesome i'm really excited about You're that mm-hmm. uh, let's um, we'll be right back after this break with ian freeman of free talk live ladies and gentlemen Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, Path to State Sovereignty, State and Local Sovereignty. I'm your host, Lowell Nelson. And uh, with us, uh, our, our guest today, Ian Freeman of Free Talk Live, uh, is visiting with us. Now, Ian, one of the, uh, the one reason I'm so excited about what you are and others are doing there in New Hampshire is this idea that um, you know, of, of local sovereignty, because 
uh, it's my view that we will not get a handle on the general government. We will not be able to curtail its uh, irrigation of power, its usurpation of, of authority from the states, <clears throat> unless the states push back, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was uh, Federalist 46. Uh, basically, Madison said we need to refuse to cooperate with officers of the Union. We need uh, governors who will, will speak out against the uh, encroachment uh, by the general government, and we need legislative devices uh, that will um, you know, erect barriers against this uh, further encroachment by the general government. Yes. And, 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 and withdrawing from the Union, as many of the states or some of the states as uh, wanted to do very early in the uh, in the uh, life of our republic, Massachusetts, for example, uh, South Carolina, Tennessee, other states uh, withdrew from the union at various times, um, and uh, you know basically seceded from the union, which essentially was what we did, uh, what what the thirteen colonies did when they left uh, the King of England. They Correct. seceded, <clears throat> they left, they withdrew from. From uh, the King of England, they declared their independence and said, "Look, we're we're going to go this alone." Well, New Hampshire um, is is probably very much in the lead on this, uh, wanting to to separate itself from the um, the general government, which is so overbearing and and so forth. Um, and so, I'm very excited about what seems to be happening there in New Hampshire. Any any um, any news or the latest on the sovereignty movement in, in New Hampshire? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Uh, when we spoke last November, uh, at the time, there had been a uh, bill that had been filed. Uh, this what was ended up termed CACR 32. It's a constitutional resolution uh, for an amendment that would, if it had passed, would have put on the ballot a couple of sentences that uh, people could have voted for that would have uh, resulted, had it passed with uh, two-thirds of the vote, uh, would have resulted in New Hampshire declaring peaceful independence from the United, State and, uh, United States and proceeding as an independent nation. So it, would have been, it wouldn't have been a, like a, just a question of, oh, should we start to think about seceding? It, was, it would have been the question of, should we declare independence and you know, say goodbye and walk away, basically. And it, would have been a, it was a very powerful uh, proposal. I was really happy that uh, that it came forward and that several state representatives, I believe seven of them, co-sponsored it. Ultimately, that came to uh, a public hearing because in New Hampshire, every bill has to have a public hearing. You may have heard a few years ago or a couple of years ago, Texas had a bill that uh, somebody put forward. And it was a weak bill. It was one of those bills like, oh, if uh, the legislature passes this, then we'll begin to commence to thinking about maybe talking about considering leaving. You know, it's one of those really weak political <laughs> uh, bills. And that one got just, it. you know, it didn't even make it out of uh, whatever initial stage. They just crushed it. It never got a hearing or anything like that. So that, that was the end of that. Uh, but in New Hampshire, every bill has to have a public hearing. That's just that's the rules here. So even though there's like you know 800 to a thousand bills every year, they do it. And so there was a public hearing for the independence bill, and it was packed. The room was packed. They had to have it in one of the larger hearing rooms, normal hearing rooms. In Oop. are you back? 
Oh, I'm, I'm back there. Sorry. Okay, no problem. So the normal hearing rooms here, they might hold 15 people um, in addition to the committee. So they had to move this one to more of a, like a, a room that would hold 75 people, and there were at least 75, 80 people, standing room only. Uh, and 90, probably 8% of the people there were in favor of independence. There were only a couple people that, that came out uh, to speak against it. And, you know, regardless of the fact that there was a tremendous outpouring of support at the hearing, of course, the committee voted unanimously to uh, to kill the bill. And uh, that's just the committee's recommendation. It still had to come to the state house floor at that point. Uh, so like a month or two later, it did go to the state house floor for an actual discussion and and a vote of the full state house. They attempted to table the bill, but they were not successful at tabling it. There was, um, to their credit, the Democrats demanded that there be a roll call vote on this. That way everybody was on the record. And I was really glad for that because I think some of the slimier Republicans didn't want to be on the record on voting on this one. So this forced them to you know, be known as far as what their opinions were. And so ultimately there was a vote on whether or not this bill should uh, should move to the Senate. And it unfortunately did die with only 13 people voting in support of it and about 360 some voting against it. So obviously we do have a, a ways to go on this issue. But uh, but since that time, there's been the, the Foundation for New Hampshire Independence, which is one of the independence groups here in New Hampshire. They uh, they got a big donation and they did an interesting poll uh, the very very first ever real secession poll that asked you know all the right questions the questions not not that you'd get from the mainstream media but that you'd get from people like us the questions we want to ask uh, the people and it was actually conducted in eight states six of them were southern southeastern states like Georgia Alabama you know those and uh, then one was Hawaii and one was New Hampshire and just to you know quickly summarize what was a very interesting 27 question poll uh it was just under 1 out of 3 people in New Hampshire said they support New Hampshire becoming an independent nation right now uh and so i i consider 1 out of 3 or close to it it was 20 29% uh i consider that to be a good starting point i think that that's a great point at which we can begin persuading the other 2 out of 3 because we only need 2 out of 3 so we already have close to one out of three. So we only need you know sixty seven percent to pass uh, you know a referendum like this on a constitutional amendment in New Hampshire, and and I think that this is a great place to start. So you know we're just getting the ball rolling here, Lowell, and the the more freedom loving, liberty minded people that we can get to migrate here to New Hampshire, the stronger this movement is going to become. And the more success we will have and the quicker we'll have it. And in my opinion, there's no, you know, the better time to do this would have been 20 years ago or 30 years ago. But, you know, the next best time is right now, especially when you have, you know, potential for World War Three on the horizon by these psychopaths in in D.C. Well, and, and we've also had, um, of course, the covid scam that uh, the lockdowns and the business regulations and masking and. And so what we've actually kind of seen is that people have voted with their feet, right? They're leaving mm-hmm. uh, California, New York uh, by the dozens. Uh, they're going to Texas and Florida and, yep. and Utah and other places. Um, basically, they, they're, it's, it's, a, it's a family-sized secession <laughs> from, from whatever state they are in. Right. Um, and th- this may have, have, have woke, uh, awakened a lot of people to the um, the way in which you know the government uh, tries to impose its will upon the people. Now, obviously, the federal government didn't 
in policy. As it turned out, the states did the bidding of the federal um, in in COVID. But I, I just thought that was an interesting um, uh, phenomenon. As so many people leaving, you know, Gavin Newsom's state and moving to to a state where they could uh, be more free, right? And and so mm-hmm. so we, 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 we there's a lot of a lot of merit to to uh, that that notion that people okay. If we, if we don't like where it is, then we leave, right? And so if a sure. state adopts that mentality, embraces that mentality, if we don't like the general government, if we're being abused, then let's leave, right? I mean, that's the, right. the attitude that I, that I like seeing. That's what you ought to do if, uh, if you're being abused, right? If you're, in a, if you're in a household where you're living with an abuser, uh, it's time to go. You know, you're not going to persuade that person to change themselves in many cases. So it's, that person doesn't want to change. They're going to keep abusing you. Uh, you. You go, even though there's a chance that they may lash out at you, that they may try to uh, to come after you. The, the best thing you can do is to end that relationship. And like I said, I think we're going to be able to, to persuade people about these things. I think this is a movement that its time has come again. And as you pointed out, New Hampshire is, is in the lead on this one. And, and that's, that's appropriate, given New Hampshire was the first to declare uh, independence from the king back in the day. So we did it before, and, and, uh, and we can do it again. That is so way cool. Now, uh, we're listening to uh, our, our guest today is Ian Freeman of Free Talk Live. Uh, tell us just briefly, how did you get into broadcasting? What sparked your uh, desire to, to do Free Talk Live? That's a good question. Um, so uh, when I was young, my dad was uh, like a hi-fi repair guy. He would fix radios and uh, VCRs and things like that. So I've always kind of been around the technical side of, of radio and I fell in love with the idea of pirate radio as a as a teenager, which I've always been. I think I, before you know, I officially discovered like the Libertarian Party. I think I've always been somebody who's been against this sort of arbitrary authority from you know day one. As long as I can remember, I, I never liked being told what to do. And so, you know, I I, saw, I found pirate radio the idea of just broadcasting without permission, without having to ask some government bureaucracy for a permission slip to be able to express yourself on the air and just fell in love with that. And I decided I wanted to get into the business and learn how to, you know, properly do radio from, you know, the actual uh, companies that were out there and such. So I joined as an intern at a local uh, radio company that ended up being one of the largest companies uh, nationwide. And that's where we started Free Talk Live, which I, I wanted to do because I felt like, talk shows out there never really uh were were open they always just was it was whatever the host wanted to talk about for an hour and then you know callers could only call if they wanted to talk about just that thing and they only had the host viewpoint and it was just so so scripted and so controlled and i wanted to have something that uh, that was was more open for people to just converse about any topic and that's that's how free talk live was born we ended up getting syndicated and now the show is heard on about 190 radio stations coast to coast and of course online at uh, at freetalklive.com by the way um, if your listeners are interested in those numbers i mentioned about uh, about secession about the the poll that was done they can visit nhexit.us it's a website nhexit.us and just scroll down a little bit and you'll find uh the the full cross tabs and you can dig as deep into those uh that polling numbers as uh, as you're as you'd like that is awesome 
Now, Ian, you and I met uh, on the board of directors for the United Precious Metals Association. Yeah. What uh, sparked your interest in sound money? Well, that's that goes uh, back a ways, probably uh, 20 years to when I found the Liberty Dollar, which uh, Bernard von Nothaus created in the late 1990s. I found it probably in like 2001 or 2002, somewhere in that range. And, uh, you know, as a libertarian at some point, I'm sure I came across the, the ideas of, uh, of sound money, but it was the Liberty Dollar that really kind of uh, brought it home, I would say, as, look, there's this alternative that you can use to get away from the government money, the fiat money, and actually protect the value that you've earned through the use of silver in, in that case. Unfortunately, he was raided by the federal government in uh, 2007 and charged with a bunch of BS victimless crimes uh, for running the Liberty Dollar. So that was uh, a real shocker of a moment. And then uh, later on uh, was, I believe, I think he took, I think he went to trial and was found guilty, if I recall correctly. Luckily, was not sentenced to any prison time. So that was, you know, the the lesson there was, yeah, precious metals are great, but don't keep them all in one place where the government can come and, you know, with a goon squad and just take them all out of the vault. Uh, you know, it's great to to have precious metals, but if they can all just be seized, you got a problem. So there there needs to be a way to somehow decentralize that. And uh, cryptocurrency came into play a couple of years later with uh, the creation of Bitcoin. And, uh, of course, Satoshi Nakamoto solved the problem of decentralization as well as a few other technical math-related problems and, and made it so people could have alternatives to the U.S. dollar that could not be easily seized uh, by the government. It could also easily be uh, sent from one person to another without them having to be in physical contact or or using uh, government mail systems. So I really like both of those solutions. I like you know anything that can protect people's value outside of the fiat system is a, is a good thing. So precious metals plus cryptocurrency, I think they're a great one-two punch uh, against the uh, the state system, and they both have uh, positives and and negatives. And I think they work very very well together. And then ultimately, I found the gold back in 2019 at the uh, uh, the Liberty event out in Vegas, Freedom Fest is when I met the founder of Goldback, Jeremy Corden. And of course, I was blown away because you know gold had never been useful until the gold back. It makes it super easy for people to actually spend and and uh, you know give people gold. And I thought, wow, this is awesome. And I know I knew the free staters were going to love it because free staters, libertarian activists, have always been into these alternatives. Uh, and and I brought them to New Hampshire, and and sure enough, they they took off like a like a rocket here. So. Uh, so yeah, sound money is fantastic. And one of the benefits I wanted to mention to you, I know we don't have much time, but, uh, real quick, if you have a growing movement of people like the libertarians here in New Hampshire who love sound money, then you have a real economic strength that is building here because we actually have a community where you can spend gold backs, where you can spend cryptocurrency. We have local businesses accepting them, and I know that's true out in uh, in Utah as well. Uh, but the more concentrated the activism, the more local businesses you can get on board because if it's just one person who's asking a local business hey do you take gold backs or hey do you take bitcoin they're not going to take you that seriously but if it's if it's a handful of regular customers of a business that business owner is going to they're going to listen to you and they're going to seriously consider starting to accept uh, alternatives to the dollar and so that 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 concentration that the free state project is building here in New Hampshire of libertarian like-minded voluntarist 
uh, activists is it's just an unbeatable combo when you add in things like precious metals you really create this this strong economy of uh, people protecting their value and and paying each other in in real value it's pretty exciting very exciting uh ian now we just have a couple of minutes left can you give us an update on your uh, uh prosecute your current prosecution your persecution <laughs> i understand you have a trial coming up in november or december yeah it's been pushed back to december uh at this point it's called the crypto six trial and uh, a few of my friends and i were arrested in pre-dawn raids in march of 2021 for victimless so-called crimes involving uh selling bitcoin to people and they uh they offered of course plea arrangements i refused that plea deal and so they brought more charges against me in april of last year so i'm facing something like two dozen charges at this point roughly 400 and some years behind bars if you know i were sentenced to the maximum on uh, on all of these charges so it's it's a pretty serious situation and this is part of their whole attack against cryptocurrency they hate these alternatives they they are very afraid the federal reserve and the government systems do not like crypto for you know one of the reasons i mentioned earlier it, it helps people protect their wealth from being ravaged by inflation and gives people an alternative that they don't have to ask government permission or bankers permission to uh, to have and and keep something of value. So, of course, they're on the attack. The SEC has been attacking companies like Library, which is run by another free stater. It's LBRY.com. So they're coming at it from criminal charges from civil to civil charges uh, from various different people. So I'm uh, I'm not going I'm, I'm you know, I'm not guilty. I didn't hurt anybody. I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, and so we're going to trial and we're going to see how it plays out. If people want to see a video of the raid, we actually have that. It's over at thecrypto6.com. You can use this uh, number six or spell it out, thecrypto6.com. And that'll kind of give you an update on uh, on what this whole insane situation is. Well, thank you so very much, Ian. Um, uh, flat out of time at the top of the hour here. Our guest has been Ian Freeman of Free Talk Live. Check them out at freetalklive.com. And Ian, uh, we wish you the very best in your upcoming trial, and uh, and good luck to you beyond that. Thank you, Lowell. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Bye now. Bye-bye. 